Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Smart Buildings Technology Podcast. We're here today with Tommy Lindstroth. Tommy is founder and CEO of Green Badger. Uh, they're a SaaS or software as a service developer for uh, managing sustainable construction of buildings and smart buildings. Uh, Green Badger is uh, accelerating environmentally responsible construction by equipping the building industry with um, software to easily report lead compliance and ESG metrics, which uh, we cover a lot at uh, Smart Buildings Technology. Tommy, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. You want to start out by telling us a little bit, bit about uh, Green Badger, how you came to found the company and uh, your background in the uh, lead and ESG uh, metrics uh, space? Sure. So Green Badger, as you mentioned, we're a software platform really working to empower the construction industry to better incorporate sustainability into the built environment. And that's through everything from product selection to verification to carbon emissions and all of the things that are associated with it. Um, and we found that the process is often labor intensive and expensive, and that is an inhibitor to adoption. And so we wanted to provide a platform that could make that process as painless as possible. Uh, firsthand knowledge of it, I've been in the industry for about 20 years. First on the ownership side, I was the director of sustainability for a developer out of Savannah, Georgia, and then worked as a consultant for uh, a number of years, specifically helping project teams try and navigate those waters and really just saw firsthand and experienced myself the, the head pounding uh, numbness that it takes when you're doing all of this in spreadsheets over years of construction and it's just, it drives you bonkers. And so Green Badger really originated to solve my own problem. And now we're used by uh, general contractors, owners, architects, consultants, uh, all over all over the place. Okay, uh, thanks for that. Let's just uh, jump right into uh, my questions. Um, first one is, what are smart buildings uh, deployments today uh, requiring differently of uh, the actual uh, project uh, construction teams as opposed to in the past? Sure. So it's uh, it's just it's more forward thinking. So, you know, green building certifications have been around for a long time and those are not necessarily easy, but they're they're standard lingo. Um, the ESG you mentioned in the beginning, that's really now getting driven into the construction process. A lot of times that lived once your building was complete, once you turned it over, you have your systems in place and it's occupied. And then people started asking, what's its utility bill? And, you know, there's plenty of things that smart buildings are doing to automate that reporting. But what you can't, what, what hasn't been looked at is the actual 12, 18, 24 months of construction activities it took to create that building or that smart building. And what are the impacts that resulted of it? And so, Owners, people who are you know, occupying and owning and investing in smart buildings are now beginning to look downstream a little bit and say, okay, well, it's not just not just these four walls, but it's actually what did it take to get here? And so they're starting to come to their their project teams and saying, we need to know the impact of of your actual construction activities because you know, frankly, that all rolls up into my building. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would you say some of the uh, emerging uh, best practices uh, are that the uh, construction industry is uh, beginning to use to ensure uh, good reporting uh, on smart buildings? 
Well, we're certainly encouraging them to use technology, right? We see a lot of them that are still uh, turn. Their first thought is, how do we turn to a spreadsheet to to track this and manage this? And there's so many different data points, it, it can quickly get out of hand. So, you know, if you have a you have a smart building, you want to have smart systems during construction too. So, certainly using technology to help automate that process is uh, is a key. But we're also realize this is this is really a new ask that's getting passed down to the construction industry. So there's not a lot of formalized processes out there. There's not a standard certification you use for construction practices or dictates what's good and what's bad. So uh, I think, you know, in the next, in this year, in the next year or so, there's still just a lot of initial uh, implementation and benchmarking that's going on that uh, the industry is going to work its way through. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically regarding uh, ESG uh, reporting uh, requirements, how have you uh, really seen that that's uh, impacting the uh, smart buildings uh, construction industry? Sure. I mean, it's really just, again, what does it take to get that smart building built? How much energy is required? And that's you know, job site electricity, that's fuels used to, to uh, power the equipment that's on site. Um, that can be, you know, all sorts of things. It's the the resulting emissions from all of that combustion. It's how are how is the construction teams getting to the site? What are what is their commute? Where are they coming from? Where are your products coming from? It's even getting down to the embodied carbon of the actual materials and how do you source, vet, and implement low low carbon materials. Um, a lot of it, ESG, it, it, we see it get spoken to the E. They're the environmental side. But there's a lot more on the social side that uh, is is in the industry, and it's just becoming more common. So tracking uh, minority minority and women uh, participation as part of your team, tracking local participation uh, as part of your project. How many how much of those dollars that you're spending on this building are staying in the community versus you know going outside of the community? So um, got a lot on the E side, got a lot on the S side, um, the G side, the governance side. We really see that more organizational. That's a lot of policy-driven things. It's less, perhaps, um, specific to a to a construction site. Um, it's more overarching policies that these organizations have in place. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, another question on ESG: uh, How do ESG requirements uh, differ for different types of intelligent? Uh, sites, or do they require? I mean, I, I mean, or do they um, differ? For different types uh, it, of sites, ESG is is uh, beauty in the eye of the beholder. I'd say it's it, there's so many potential things you could look at, and there's just again there's not a standard certification that says do these do these ten things and you you meet your ESG goals. It's really varies depending on scope and stakeholders and materiality and all sorts of things. So it's um, every every ESG program is unique to its organization and its implementation. So it, it, it's it's tough to say. I'd say there's you know there's some energy, carbon, waste. Those those tend to be some pretty standardized things that that building owners and operators look at. But from there, you know, it can really go, and it depends. Are you an owner occupier? Are you leasing the building out? You know, your your personal scope uh, of what impacts you in ESG can vary greatly by organization or even by internal business unit. So I wish I had a a golden bullet for you to, that that would check all those boxes, but it really does come down to applicability within an individual organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, another question, uh, particularly on uh, lead, uh, which we cover a lot in your uh, remarks uh, before uh, before our interview today, 
you note that if you ask anyone, they'll say, I love lead, but I hate lead documentation. Can you talk about those challenges and maybe what Green Badger does to uh, alleviate? Sure. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll echo that phrase. I love lead. I think uh, it's really helped set the standard for driving green building design forward for the industry. You know, these challenges I just mentioned of ESG and not having a framework, lead help establish that framework. So certainly a lot of credit to that. They continue to raise the bar. They're driving, they're driving smart buildings. They're driving smart controls that are, so your buildings are operating as efficiently and effectively as possible. Um, and frankly, I've just seen too many projects where they say, hey, we're just going to design to the standard, but not actually do it. We were just doing a site walk of one of these uh, of a project in um, in Charleston, South Carolina. And it's like, man, if the project team wasn't going for a certification, they would not have had uh, these quality control inspections. And literally, you know, this huge you'd have these huge gaping uh, breaks in insulation and things like that that just would have been covered up and nobody ever would have seen. So providing that level of verification, in my opinion, directly translates into a better building. But, you know, that process of anything third-party verified, right, your proof is proof's in the pudding. And it's an awful lot of headache uh, and requirements to track and verify throughout the design process uh, and then certainly the construction process. The design process, at least you get to an end point. It's, you, you have a set of construction documents and you can be done. And then the, the contractors on site you know, putting out a million fires a day for two years and it's every product coming on needs verification. Every dumpster pull needs to be recorded. Uh, all, uh, all of these photos need to be implemented to verify because, you know, it is a, it is a verifiable process, but it's, it's labor intensive. Uh, and that's where our software really comes in to try and automate as many of those processes as possible so that you don't have to have uh, humans, you know, sitting there reading through 600 pages of product data to find that one tiny certificate that says, yes, this product is compliant. Our system can just, you know, do all that for you. So we're, you know, we're, we're allowing project teams to reinvest time and effort into getting their buildings built on time and on budget rather than having to navigate and manage paperwork. Thanks. And uh, to uh, bring it back to, and maybe ra to wrap up with the, uh, ESG piece, um, what would you say are the primary challenges uh, today facing construction teams in ESG benchmarking and what's some uh, actionable advice to them for getting started in uh, accomplishing that? I think the primary challenge is that it is so new. Teams are just saying, fine, we'll do ESG, but what do you want me to track? And again, as we talked about earlier, the, the, the variability to what encompasses ESG for an organization, it's, it's, it differs project to project. So even if you have a system in, pl in place, you know, project A might be different from project B for the same contractor. So I just think right now it's figuring out the systems. How do we collect this information? You know, where do we go? How there's an electric bill that came into our project accountant. How do we make sure we're capturing that the same way we are capturing uh, a dumpster getting hauled off of site? So really, I think there's just going to be a short-term learning curve of figuring out the, the practices and procedures to capture the information so that it can be accurately reported, whether you're using you know, a system such as Green Badger uh, or whether you're using you know, the old spreadsheet. It's still coming down to what do we need to track and how do we get that information in a reliable, consistent manner? Very good. Well, Tommy, thanks for taking some time uh, today to sit down with uh, Smart Buildings Technology uh, on the podcast. We really appreciate it. I certainly appreciate you having me.
Take care.